Okay, hi guys, and welcome back to Make Today Count, the podcast that brings you inspiring conversations with remarkable people to help you get the most of every day and build an effective personal brand across your business, life, and everything in between. So today, guys, we're talking all about journaling, and I've got the most perfect guest to talk you through everything we need to know about everything journaling, manifesting. We've got Sally Oddy. How are you doing, Sally? Very well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, excited to have you here as well. So <laughs> I'd seen a lot of your content and I had a lot of questions about journaling. And it's something that often comes up when I speak to clients, if, if I'm doing like personal branding stuff with, with clients or, um, you know, things that come up on comments on the podcast. And journaling was one of those things where a lot of people have heard about it. They've heard about what they think. They, they're told us that is, is, you know, it's really important for them to do um, and that they can get so much out of it. But for a lot of people, um, the ones I've spoken to, it's kind of like, well, where do I start? Well, you know, what do I do? And all this kind of thing. So what I'd love to do today is to give kind of like a, a journey 101, I guess, so people can kind of dive into this conversation, listen to everything we've got to talk about. And hopefully, um, if it's a good fit for them, um, get them on their way into journey. And how does that sound? Absolutely perfect. It's such a powerful tool. And um, I think, yeah, quite misunderstood. So this is fantastic that you're giving us, me and everyone this opportunity. So yeah, thank you. Perfect. So let's start from the from the beginning. So, uh, you know, as I say, a lot of people have heard about journaling. And maybe when they think of journaling, they maybe think of something that they've done in school, maybe like um, holding a diary or something like that, something they've done in childhood. But when we're talking about journaling in kind of enhancing our business, enhancing our general life, how do you kind of explain it? So, uh, yeah, a lot of us kept a diary when we were kids or when we were younger. And I think the big difference between a diary and a journal is a diary is a record of your day-to-day activities. So today I went to work, I spoke with so-and-so, I came home, I cooked spaghetti bolognese for dinner, whatever it might be. (laughs) And the difference with journaling is it's a record of your thoughts, your feelings, your ideas, challenges you're facing, um, things that are troubling you in your mind, Mm. maybe things that your, you know, your ambitions, your vision for life, what you're aiming for. So it's really like a, a, a written record of what's going on inside your mind. That's the big difference between keeping a diary and keeping a journal. Perfect. Perfect. And I guess that you know, for people that are maybe getting into this, they might not be used to um, kind of writing stuff down. I know, you know, examples in the past, I need to get stuff out into the open because I know myself, if I kind of hold on to stuff in my mind and, you know, think I can sort of carry on to the next day and the next day, what that does to me personally is it just gets me in a state where I'm just holding so much up Mm -hmm. here. um, but I just don't get anywhere with it. Is that what you find when you kind of work with people as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all collect mental clutter, you know, yeah. and, and like you say, it kind of, it's like, if you think about like a trash compactor, it kind of compounds mm. itself and keeps building and keeps building and keeps building. Yeah. And it's really, really hard to have clarity of thought, clarity of vision, um, clarity of purpose and focus when your mind is having to contend with all of that stuff as well. So mm. journaling is very much a way of emptying the trash compactor in your head <laughs> and getting it out on paper. And the funny thing is oftentimes when we when these things are going on in our heads, our, our minds are very, very good at catastrophizing everything. Mm. So when mm. it's inside your head, it's it's it often feels more overwhelming. It often feels bigger because the thoughts can be swirling around. But when you actually take the time to get them on paper, it really gives them perspective. 
it actually gets them out of your head in a way that you, you might not really expect to be the case. And when you see yeah. it on paper, it just helps you make sense of it all and helps kind of give perspective to everything that's going on in there so that you, your, your mind is clearer. So, yeah, mm. it's like a... It's like a, a, a spring clean for your head, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I think, you know, as well as that, as well as kind of giving you the space to offload some of those thoughts and feelings and, and whatever you, you know, there's some kind of really great, I guess, knock on effect, especially if you're kind of um, running a business and maybe, you know, you, you want to, you've got all these ideas about things you want to do the next day and you've got them out on paper. That almost gives you, I guess, a kind of like a, a checklist then, doesn't it, in, in a physical form for then what you can do that next day or, you know, in the coming week? Yeah, and I think this is the thing with journaling. I think a lot of people, I definitely want to go into why people are scared mm. of journaling and why sure. um, some people don't want to do it or they find it quite a scary prospect. But the thing with journaling is there are really no hard and fast rules it really is, um, they call it like a stream of consciousness. Whatever is coming to your mind as you're writing, it's not like you're engaging specific thoughts thinking, what can I write about? Oh, I'll write, it's not like writing a story. It's yeah. just like a stream of consciousness that comes out. So if that stream of consciousness is stuff you have to do in your business, stuff you have to do in your job, in yeah. your life, in your relationship with your kids, whatever it might be, it's there's no rules to what can or can't be in you know it's your journal so allowing all of that stuff to flow out i mean i think it's a really good idea to have your journal like in your bedside table so if you're one of okay. those people like me who wake up with small talk insomnia you know that thing where your mind's going mm, sure. <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> stop you know taking your journal and just writing down what's coming out for you and then then you can put it away and then you can go back to sleep so there's no hard or fast rules. And for business, it definitely helps you get stuff out, helps get more clarity, helps you really understand what you're doing, why you're doing it. So yeah, it's like, it's it's a life, business, relationship, everything kind of tool. Yeah. And I'm guessing you work with a lot of people in these early stages of that journey, maybe that they haven't journaled before. Um, they've heard about the benefits. They've come to you for assistance on on how can I get into it. For a lot of people that you work with, is there kind of a time when it kind of the need for journaling kind of presents itself? Um, maybe they're experienced in, you know, that, that thought we've spoken about before where they've got everything rushing in their head and they need to kind of get it out. Is there kind of a, a trend in the, the, the time that you see people coming to you for help with journaling? I think, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I do help people mostly with business. Journaling mm. is a tool that we use to help yeah. them gain more clarity. And I think people come to journaling at different stages for different reasons. Some people might have had an event happen in their lives that they're really struggling mm. to deal with, to process, to understand, to work through. And in those cases, journaling can really, really help. Um, it could be like you've said that you're just realizing that you're storing all of this mental clutter and feeling mm. really anxious, really overwhelmed um you're catastrophizing things <laughs> also when when it's stuck in your head it kind of goes on this loop you know and then you just obsess over and over again so when people are feeling that way they can turn to journaling um also for a lot of people you know if they're on any kind of inner journey spiritual awakening kind of path where they are starting to understand the power that is within them to manifest the life that they want and bring their dreams into a reality 
then they might start journaling. And like you've touched on when you've got your own business, wow, you've got a lot of stuff in your head. So, you know, and mental clarity becomes even more important. So I think there are lots of different times in our lives when we would start journaling. And also, even though I've been journaling for years and years and years, there are times when I don't and times when I do every single day. So this is the thing. There's no hard and fast rules about it. It's really a tool for you to use as it suits you most. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think sometimes that with anything new, the kind of the story we tell ourselves, if, if we're embarking on something new, might be, you know, I've journaling isn't for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm not a writer. Um, I haven't done this kind of stuff before. I'm maybe I'm quite a, a conversational person. So I like to speak to people. Is, is there kind of a, um, a personality or a type of person that journaling is a better fit for than others or is it something that we all can get into it's just about kind of finding what's a good fit for us i think the good thing with journaling is it's just for you Hmm. so even if you're um not a good writer or you're dyslexic or have any other issues like that in terms Hmm. of getting your thoughts on paper which a lot of people i work with actually do have those issues yeah um it's just for you and actually um especially if you're a business owner if you start journaling in private, it's actually really good practice to get into writing and to kind of hone the art of writing, hone the art of getting your thoughts onto paper in a way that kind of makes sense. Um, So I think journaling is for everybody and it is such a great mental health tool. I think the people who probably benefit from it the most are people who are quite deep thinkers people who have that internal chatter going all the time. And I, my husband isn't one of those people. So he cannot understand how I've got so many thoughts in my head all the time. <laughs> so for someone like him, journaling may not add any value to him because his thoughts are already quite orderly. But I think mm. if you're very creative, hypersensitive, um, just a very deep thinker, then journaling can really help you. But honestly, I feel like it's a tool that can be powerfully life-changing for everybody yeah it's a really interesting thing you mentioned there as well is you know in a time where we are encouraged to um create content um for our business um you know around blogging around social media that kind of thing i can see it kind of almost being some way where we can kind of almost create our own content in that you know if we're sometimes having struggle about knowing what to write about perhaps you know if we're if we're building that muscle of journaling every day you know if we're we're sitting there in the morning as we get up and and jotting things down we've almost got kind of like a stream of of ideas and and, and content you know you know i speak to a lot of people and they say look i just don't know what to to share i don't know what to write about i don't know what to, to you know to to put down on these formats and i think you know this could be something that could be a bit of a stream and and getting that information out i don't know if your thoughts are around around that kind of view a hundred percent in fact it's a mm. tool i encourage my clients to use all the time so i work with a lot mm. of coaches and a lot of what i call solopreneurs they're very very purpose-led very mission-led very big-hearted mm. people who want to really help people in the world they're coming from this deep place of desire to help yeah. and i think sometimes when we think we're writing for marketing we're writing mm. for sales we're writing for our business it completely changes the way we say what we think. And it can actually be quite a barrier for us to get our thoughts and feelings across on paper. So whenever my clients are struggling to, if if I can sense that it's not all coming out, I say, okay, forget about the business, forget about the clients, forget about the sales. 
Just take your journal and write what this means to you. Yeah. Write why you're doing it, who you want to help, how you want to help them, why it matters. Mm. Like just from your heart, you know, write a love letter to your client. Like, this is what I want for you. This is how I can help you. Like, just pour everything that's going on inside on a paper. And then, like yeah. you say, then type that into your website. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that is your content. And you're quite mm-hmm. right. Like, my journal, if I'm stuck for um, something that I want to share, I will often pick up my journal, just open on a page and be like, oh, yeah, I'll just share that quote or I'll just – I often share excerpts from my journal, actually. Like, okay. Because you, you have these amazing insights and ideas. And obviously, depending on what your business is, those could actually be really helpful to your clients. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as a business tool, <clears throat> it's amazing to, you know, especially like you say, for people who struggle to write for business, write for marketing, getting mm. your thoughts on paper in journal format um, can be so much easier. Also, just to say that if writing really isn't your bag, um, there is actually an online, and I'm sure there's more than one, there's this online transcription service called Otter AI. Uh, yeah. um, okay. And you can literally just speak your thoughts into your computer and it will transcribe it for you. So, mm. so mm. I often say that to my clients as well. If you're struggling to get something across, record mm. yourself speaking it. Because often I think as well, the way we communicate, the way we say something verbally is different and more powerful and more from the heart than when we're writing it down on paper. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. journaling is definitely a great business messaging tool for sure. Yeah. And you made a really great point there as well around, you know, if we sit down sometimes to create a piece of content on say, you know, um, sales or marketing, you know, sometimes that could almost stop us in our tracks because we get so transfixed on, um, you know, the, the business, the, the, um, the content we think we should be writing where Mm -hmm. we know, you know, from past experience that any way that we can inject our own personality, inject our own experience into the writing or the content that we create, we can build rapport, we can build trust and all these things. And, you know, I I guess an example might be that, you know, maybe you've got to pick up someone's birthday present the next day and you, you write that down in your journal, but then you're deciding what to think. So maybe there's some content there around how you make decisions on buying and how that, you know, kind of thing. So there's so much, I think it's just kind of like taking those seeds of your personal experience and then kind of expanding on top of that. Um, And I think also for anyone that's kind of starting off, um, you know, like a lot of these things, I have a lot of conversations around kind of topics, which are are new for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, to kind of consider. And one of the things that often comes up is we talk about, you know, sometimes we know things are for our best purpose. We know things are going to benefit us in some way, but we hold back. We procrastinate some of these things. I'm sure you've seen this with, with clients maybe and, and people that you've worked with, but why do we do that for things that we know are going to help us? We know they're going to take a little bit of effort, but we still kind of put things off and hold back. What do you think that is? Well, it's called self-sabotage. And there are many, many reasons why we do it. But often we resist the greatest, the thing we want the most. Because Mm. achieving the thing that we truly desire with all of our hearts is actually scary. It, it, It requires us to make change. It requires us to step out of our comfort zone. Um, and change is always scary because our ego, which is like the survivalist part of our inner workings, is designed to keep us safe, to keep us mm. in our comfort zone. So anything that we think of doing that's going to push us 
to move out of that place, we have this kind of inner resistance holding us back. It's also, you know, and and not necessarily relating to journaling as such, but maybe, you know, it's the fear of um, failure, fear of success, fear of judgment. There are so many reasons why we hold ourselves back, so many reasons. And procrastination that you mentioned there is a form of self-sabotage. So Hmm. if you find yourself doing those distraction activities um, when you know they're getting in the way of the thing that you really, really want, that is a, a very strong sign for you to look inside yourself and mm. try to understand, like, what is it that's holding me back from doing this thing? Um, and a journaling exercise can really help here. So, for example, you write down the thing you want. If the thing you want is to start journaling or start a business or do whatever, then to write down, like, why do I want this thing? What will happen when I get it? What will the impact be on my life? Like, what's the worst that could happen? What's the best that could happen? Mm. You know, and also in terms of journaling, I think a reason people might be a little bit afraid to do it is you're facing yourself, Mm. you know, and for a lot of people, that's a scary place to be. You know, when you start to really be introspective and start to really unpack what's going on in there, you know, again, it's fear that stops us Mm. from doing these things and that makes us push away the things that we truly desire. Mm. And I guess like anything is just in that moment to kind of consider that and consider, you know, if I, if I don't lean into some of this stuff, you know, what might the outcome be? You know, maybe I might not push to the next stage of my business. Maybe I might not, you know, if it's something around health, maybe I might not get the kind of health goals that I like. Um, so like anything is just kind of leaning into it, plucking up that courage, I guess, and saying, look, I'll take a small step. Yeah. Um, the next day and, and kind of off the back of that. So if, if someone like the, you know, like the sound of, of what we're speaking about here, Sally, and they wanted to kind of get into, uh, maybe trying journaling out, what would be a good kind of place to start? Because, you know, I know that, you know, from experience, sometimes we get a great idea and then we, we, we dive straight in and we, we try and do everything at once and often that gets us nowhere. So, where would you, what would you recommend um, someone do if they want to get into into journaling, kind of the first kind of steps into it? You know, I think like you've just mentioned there, you know, I think sometimes we tend to rush in and mm. try and do so much of the thing and we overcommit to the thing. And actually yeah. what we're doing when we do that really is setting ourselves up for failure. And again, that's our ego keeping us safe. Well, it didn't work because it was too hard, too much, whatever. So yeah. the best way of incorporating any new thing, any new habit into your life is to start small. You know, huge, big life transformations don't happen just like that overnight. They are the culmination of tiny micro shifts, small decisions, small actions that we take every single day. So what I would say to somebody who's really just starting out is get your journal and which is just a notebook, by the way, there's no magic power on what the book has to be. I mean, I've got (laughs) journals of all shapes and sizes. It can be anything. Mm. Um, And I would just start out with a question. Why do I want a journal? Why is this important to me? Why Mm. am I doing it? You know, I think like with anything in life that you want to achieve that makes you have to change something, getting really clear on why is going. So then if you go off track, if you, if you don't want to do it, you can go back to that very first page and be like, this is why I'm doing this, Mm. you know? And I think don't overwhelm yourself. If this is so new to you, just sit down once a week for 10 minutes 
and just write whatever comes out. Like it doesn't have to be, right, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it every single day for half an hour. You know, there's no rules to this. Yeah. I've I've got a notebook that I've had for like two years, you know, so I've not been writing every single day. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think just just be clear on your why, why you want to do it, what you think it's going to help you with, your mental health, creating a business, your relationship, whatever it might be. Um, mm. and, and just start writing. Like some people really um, respond well to having like rules and times and I definitely yeah. don't. Um, so for me, it's more of a kind of free flowing thing. And also I think to, to make yourself sit down and journal like at eight o'clock every morning, that's not going to work for everybody. So you've really mm. got to find what's going to work for you. Don't use this as something else to hold a gun to your head to make you feel bad and to make you feel like you failed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's really refreshing advice because, you know, often around similar subjects and this subject as well, you know, we often hear guidance and 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 get learning from people that are maybe later down the road when it comes to it. And, and sometimes it's difficult for someone starting out, I think, to – to to kind of connect with with that you know they may be saying like you you mentioned there that you need to do it every day needs to be immediately when you wake up needs to be for half an hour needs to be blah 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 and almost that initially can put people off because it's like you know how can I commit to that you know it's something that I need to ease myself into like anything new um so yeah that's that's really great advice because I think that's something that um within our industry and things we need to to work on is having that empathy for the guy that or the you know the lady that's just starting off starting off on day one because sometimes we're spoken to from the person that's way down the line and i think it's really difficult to have a connection with i think your thoughts are on that as well yeah a hundred percent you know i I work with a lot of um coaches consultants and business owners who are right at the start of Mm. their business journey their online business journey and you know a lot of people i speak to have worked with coaches and mentors that do exactly what you've just said they're like Mm. this is where you've got to get to get there you know and when they're like and and someone said to me that i don't even know what questions to ask Mm. i don't i don't even know what i don't know so how do i even like get started and i think that's the problem like a lot of people like you say they get so far ahead they forget what it was like at the beginning like Mm. you haven't even you don't even know what the question is never mind like what to actually do my biggest philosophy in life is to let it be easy you know, yeah. so whenever something is feeling like a real struggle, if it's going against your grain, if it's really mm. feeling like it's not serving you, how can you let it be easier? You know, yeah. and especially when you're starting out with anything, starting a new business, a new hobby, a new habit or whatever it is, like, let it be easy. You know, we've got to be empathetic to ourselves, you know, yeah. and and do what works for us. And, and this is especially so when growing a business. A lot of business mentors and coaches out there are like, do it this way, do it this way, do it that way. That mm. just doesn't work for people. You've got to no. gather the knowledge about what is out there and then put the pieces together in a way that works for you. Yeah, definitely. You know, anything that we can take that resistance away, you know, we're more likely to do it at the end yeah. of the day. You know, it, it, it's, it is a real difference between, I think, getting started and kind of giving up in the first week or, or so forth, because, you know, we just need to be a bit kinder on ourselves and, you know, identify that this is a new thing for us and we need to, you know, move into it um, slowly. You've spoken there a little bit about um, kind of when and, and you know, 
um, when to write. And we, we know that that's something that we need to work out for ourselves and um, what works for us and our, our, our schedules and that kind of thing. When it comes to the actual writing itself, we've got, um, we've got our, um, our question and we, we know what we're going to answer. Is it just kind of like a free flowing, whatever comes out of our head or should there be some kind of format to it, do you think? Or what could seem to work best with for you, for example? I think it's, um, again, there's no hard and fast rule. I mean, this should hopefully be mm. music to everyone's ears that there's just no hard and fast rules here. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes I can, I mean, I feel like I am a, um, a natural writer, very, very creative. Um, and even me sometimes, like I'll, I'll feel the need to journal, but I'm like, I, I literally have no inspiration at all. Like I've got no idea what to write. Mm. So, um, I do actually have a digital product that is, um, journaling prompts for manifestation, which I'll talk about a little mm. bit later. Um, sure. but honestly just Google journal prompts. <laughs> like if you're feeling stuck with what to write, just Google journal prompts and just write Write down a question that catches your eye and answer that. So sometimes yeah. if you feel that you need a prompt, sometimes if you're really journaling for a specific reason to try and gain clarity over something specific, journal prompts can definitely help. Other times it is more just a stream of consciousness. It is yeah. just like there's all of this stuff in my head and I need to get it out. Um, so it is just like a explosion of your brain. Um, mm. And I was just going to show you, like, sometimes in my journal, it can be quite kind of um, structured oh, wow. yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and other times it's just like a completely random, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. flow. So the, that's the thing. It's your journal. Nobody else yeah. has to ever see what's in there. It's just for you. Mm. You know, so if you're a creative person and you love doodling or drawing or, you know, you want everything to be in lines with points and underlined and highlighters, mm. like whatever floats your boat, like it's your journal. It's meant to be a reflection mm. of whatever's going on in here. And sometimes that's messy. Sometimes that's structured. Sometimes it's confused. Like we're human beings. It's all okay. Mm. Mm. And if it's just one of those days where maybe we've, we we have some prompts to use, maybe we're just kind of doing it free flowing. And it's just one of those days where nothing's coming. You know, um, we, we've, we've tried, we've sat down there, maybe the, the minutes are ticking past and we're just not getting any further. What's your advice in that? Is it just best to just kind of just stop it and move and just move on with your day and pick it up again, again, or is it better to kind of sit with it and, and kind of see what happens? I'm a big fan of getting out in nature. So I feel mm. if you've blocked 10 or 15 minutes out of your day to journal and you sit there yeah. and you're like, oh, there's nothing coming, put the mm. journal away and go for a walk. Yeah. And yeah. just let your mind wander, you know, mm. and and don't think, right, I'm going for a walk to figure out what I want to journal. Just go for a walk, like look at the sky, look at the trees, hear the birds, whatever. I yeah. don't think it's personally for me, obviously this is all just my opinion, you know what I mean? But yeah, of personally for me, I don't think that we should try and force this. This is about, mm. our, this is about, um, you know, protecting our mental health, helping our mental health. How's it going to help our mental health when we're trying to force ourselves to do something that we yeah. really don't feel good about? Like the whole p point of journaling is that it should be a, a, a pleasant, cathartic experience. So, yeah, on those days, like, when nothing flows, just don't even bother. Go for a walk instead, you know, speak to a friend, speak to a family member, connect mm. with something. Mm. And what I'm hearing is, you know, you know, the some of the great things about journaling is, A, that we can kind of get stuff out of our brains and, and kind of put it down and, and move forward with it. But there's also another part, which I know that you speak about in around manifestation in the, and, um, 
you know, again, some people may have come across this term and, and wondered kind of what it was, or maybe they've, they've looked into some, into some content about it. Um, but there's a real kind of, um, connection, I think, to journaling, um, when it comes to that. Um, just for the people that haven't come across it, can you just explain kind of manifestation and kind of what it means? Um, generally and in the sense of journaling as well so manifestation is essentially when you're really really clear on something that you want for yourself mm. in your life something you desire an ambition or a goal um, I think some people think manifestation is this airy fairy woo woo concept but actually when you think about it we, we are all born manifestors we all have desires wants needs things that we want in our lives and yeah. we we want them, we believe that we can have them, we believe that they can be ours, we focus on them. And then the key is, with manifestation, I think a lot of people think it's like this magic thing where you're like, yes, I want a Lamborghini. And then you just kind of sit back and then the Lamborghini just pulls up in the driveway. Like, it's not like that. Like, even when you think when you were a kid, like if you wanted an ice lolly and you saw the ice lollies and you were like, oh God, it's so hot, I'd love an ice lolly. You don't just clam up and expect the ice load to magically appear you say to your mum like can I have an ice load please so I think manifestation is being super clear on exactly what it is that you want believing that you can have it and then aligning your actions to that belief and that's mm. why journaling and manifestation go hand in hand because say now for example I want to um, have a, a global business and speak on global stages um, I will journal about it. I will visualize myself on those stages. I mm. will make notes of what I would talk about and how it would feel and all of those things to really get that belief in me really, really clear and really refocused. Mm. But because our brains don't understand the difference between what's happened and what's imagined. So if I'm writing this and I'm like, I walk on the stage, on this TEDx stage, whatever it is, and I walk on the stage and everyone cheers and I speak these words and it just blows people's minds. And I put myself in this energetic vibration of having achieved the thing. My mm. brain will believe that this thing is happened or is happening. So it'll act as if. So mm. then the next day when I take an action, I will apply to TEDx. I will contact that person who's hosting an event because every fiber of my being mm. believes that this is there for me. So yeah. it just helps you. It helps you act with more intention, more focus, more clarity and more confidence. Yeah. It's, it's that thing, isn't it? You know, we, we get more of what we, we think about. You know, in, in that day where we've stubbed our toes, we've got out of bed, where we've dropped our cereal all over us as we've got down to our breakfast, we kind of almost expect everything after that. And we will look for things that kind of back up yeah. that. Um, and from what I'm hearing around manifestation is, you know, starting off with that, you know, that goal, what you want to achieve um, and surrounding yourself. You know, it's like the people that you surround yourself with oh, as yeah. well. You know, that has such a that has a great benefit on that as well. Um and I know that a lot of the work that you do um, and some of the tools that you use um, are around kind of manifestation prayers and affirmations and that kind of thing. How does that kind of play into that as well? And, and kind of how are they helpful tools when, when, when going through some of this stuff? I mean, I think <clears throat> um, manifestation prayers or anything like that, really, mm. it's about surrender. So. Mm. 
a problem that a lot of people have, and especially a lot of business owners, obviously we're very ambitious people, otherwise we wouldn't be business owners. So we have these goals, these ambitions that we want, but the problem kind of comes in when we when we get a really attached to the how, the when, um, the timeline, and when you are attaching to, to, to something beyond your control, an outcome beyond your control, your energy is closed. And did you know the actual cells in your body cannot be retracted and expanded at the same time? There can only be one or the other. So if you're holding on really tight to how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen, exactly what it's going to look like, you're literally closed down like this. So a manifestation prayer is about breathing out, mm. relaxing. It's like leaning in, but leaning back at the same time. You're like, I have faith. I trust this is coming for me. Like if I want to speak on a TEDx stage, you know, I trust it's coming for me. I'm going to take the actions to make it happen, but I'm not going to obsess with how or when. Um, I'm going to surrender to that because I'm just because then I'm going to be open. And actually, the more you surrender and the more you detach from those outcomes you can't control, the faster things actually appear in your life because you're open. And then when it comes to affirmations, um, I'm kind of a bit mixed about affirmations because I don't I don't, I don't think that our brains are <clears throat> that unevolved. But if I look at myself in the mirror every day and go, I am a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm going to believe that. Hmm. But affirmations, I am affirmations are actually really, really powerful to reinforce and help us remember who we are. Hmm. I am a miracle. You know, I am gifted. I am talented. I am here. I am proud. I have knowledge, you know, to look at yourself in the mirror and use those I am affirmations, literally like affirming to yourself Mm. who you are, why you're here, why it matters, what it means to you, you know, and then people do find it really useful to go, you know, to use it as a to, to future base what you'd like for yourself. You know, I am a seven-figure business owner. I am someone who speaks on TEDx stages. And the thing is, again, it's that mind-body connection. The mind doesn't understand what's real and what isn't. So if you use the I am affirmations frequently, every single part, and this is like biological as well, you know what I mean? Like every single part of your body internally will start to believe that it is so. And the crucial thing is that will then inform your actions. You know, I'm a very action oriented I always say I'm like a woo with the do. I'm a very action-orientated person, very practical person. Um, so you've got to be willing to do the work to take the actions to make these things happen. But I think your mindset is a vital part in bringing what you desire to life. So you've got to believe it with every fiber of your being and then act as if. Yeah. And would you agree, especially with affirmation in, is that, you know, sometimes we can have them written down and we can, and we can read them in our heads, but there's almost that thing of saying them out loud yeah. and our body just absorbs the fact that, you know, this is me saying this in this moment and um, with my own voice. Um, do you feel that has a real kind of, um, you know, benefit in, in, in kind of standing there and, and reading them out in, in, in kind of public as it were? Yeah, because mm. like I often do that with my clients. Like I say to them, like, what do you want? And they're like, I mm. want to be a powerful, profitable coach. And I'm like, right, say that again. Say, say it. Say it again. Mm. Say it in the mirror. Say it every morning when you wake <laughs> up. You know, yeah. because there, there is something that changes our physiology when we speak aloud the things that we desire the most. You know, yeah. and for a lot of people, 
that's really uncomfortable. Like, you mm. know, to say, I am a woman who speaks on TEDx stage. I am a multi-seven-figure business owner. I am brilliant. I am amazing. I am whatever it is. For a lot of people, that's going to be very confronting. Yeah. You know, but I think it's it's almost like that. Um, and, and I kind of don't like the phrase, but that fake it till you make it kind of thing, mm. where mm. you speak as if and everything else will follow. So mm. if you can speak to yourself in front of a mirror, it's even more powerful because you look yourself in the eyes mm. and say, I mm. am powerful. I am miraculous. You know, I am here for a greater purpose. Mm. We've got to change the way we function inside in order to really believe these things are possible for us in mm. order that we can act accordingly. Mm. It's almost, um, kind of believe it until you achieve it isn't it it's that it's that thing and you know everything starts off by giving ourselves putting our best foot forward so we might have to lean into it sometimes when we don't think we are what we're about to say we are but then it's that repetition isn't it it's that repetition of every time that we maybe walk past that mirror saying it to ourselves as we go out the door in the morning um it's so good um I guess for, for all the people that you work with, you must have some um, kind of lovely kind of stories around, you know, what, you know, your clients are able to achieve with, with some of this stuff, a bit, you know, be it journaling or manifestation or, or the use of both. Um, you know, not going into any detail around individuals, but um, I'd love to hear kind of what, what you've found um, some of your clients have been able to achieve or benefit from in their life through through going through some of this. I mean, I think the benefits are just massive. I mean, like I say, this is a mental health tool. And Mm. for for my clients, I obviously work with business owners exclusively. So we're focusing very much on that. And that is like one of the scariest things to do is to open your own business, step out there on your own independent saying, this is what I'm doing. So, so for my clients, what journaling helps them with is that clarity, focus, confidence, that, but you know, that self-worth, that self-belief piece, almost every single person I work with. So, and, and this should really bring comfort to your listeners because sometimes we think, oh, I'm the only one who feels this way. I'm the only one who thinks like this. We all do. Like I tell you, <laughs> even sometimes I bet Oprah Winfrey doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning and thinks that sure? she's not good and she's not good enough. And she's, you know, we all have these feelings mm. and being able to work on our self-worth, our confidence, um, it helps us get that clarity of thought. It helps crystallize what we're working towards. It helps us maintain momentum. Mm. And honestly, I-, I think so much of it comes down to belief, you know, we yeah. don't believe in ourselves enough. We don't believe in what's possible for us enough. So for my clients who are stepping into the big arena and doing something really scary, that's really pushing themselves out of their comfort zone, journaling mm. is an incredibly powerful tool to help mm. them maintain that that self-belief. Because as a business owner, trust me, you really need that. Like That is a tool that you cannot do without. Mm. And I think if someone, you know, listening to this, you know, you know, this really, really resonates with them and they they feel like this is something they kind of want to get into. Um, And maybe they feel that they need to get that kind of accountability of someone to work with. Um, What what advice would you give for someone when they're kind of looking for a coach or someone looking to work with? What kind of advice would you give to that person? I mean, I think there's 
It's probably about there's there's a few things that I would say. So the first thing is is mm. make sure the person because there's there's a like the coaching um, industry is unregulated. That's the first very sure. important thing to talk about. Um, mm. So someone anyone can call themselves a coach <laughs> essentially. So it can be quite mm. a scary place. So if you're looking for a coach or a mentor or whatever it is, the first thing to really make sure is that they have the skills, experience, expertise, and qualifications that are going to be ha- going to be needed to get you to where you want to be. So do a bit of a background check, make sure they are who they say they are, kind of check them out a little bit. Um, The second thing, I did actually make some notes on this actually just to make sure, because this is something I get asked all the time. Um, If they've got social media or a website or whatever, Mm. go and have a look at the social proof. And by that, I mean their testimonials, case studies, Mm. recommendations, like from the mouths of the people they have helped. Because if they're they're getting results for people, they'll be sharing those results. And that is going to help you have that um, assurance that it's going to work for you as well and that they are actually capable of achieving achieving the results that you want for yourself. Um, Also, thirdly, make sure that they can actually solve the problem you've got. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, coaches do tend to specialize in certain areas. So for example, if self-sabotage is a huge thing you're going through, um, you know, you can actually find a coach that specializes in just helping people overcome self-sabotage. They Mm. have become an expert in that specific field. It's like going to um, the GP if you've got a a cavity or going to the dentist. If you've got a cavity, you go to the dentist because he's the specialist. Mm. Um, so that's the third thing. Um, the fourth thing, and I think this is really, really important. I always use this when I'm going to work with a coach or a mentor is make sure you resonate with them. Like, mm. and this sounds really silly, but if their voice irritates you, don't go work with them <laughs> because it's just going to drive you insane. Like if their manner, their personality, their values, what they stand for, if it doesn't vibe with you, you're never going to be able to get the results you want working with that person. And I think finally is just making sure that whatever um, format or style or timeline they're offering the solution in is going to work for you. So, for example, with me, like a business mentor, um, if it's an online course with training videos and workbooks, is that going to be a style that's going to work for you or do you need a more one to one approach? So I think just kind of really thinking. And again, it all starts with. Why am I doing this? What do I want? What's going to work for me? Like being really, really clear on what you want first and then go forward and, and go through those bits and bobs. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like such a, a lovely thing to be able to do for people and a lovely thing to be able to take people through, you know, that holding their hands through those those starting moments and taking them through to fruition and and kind of seeing everything they can achieve and the things often that you knew that they could yeah. um, in the beginning is must be really lovely. I'm interested to kind of know kind of a little bit more about you, Sally, and, and kind of what your journey was in, in leading you up to the work that you do. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background and kind of like, you know, your journey up until now? Well, I, um, I actually studied psychology and sociology and uh, law at university. Mm. Um, and then I was a legal secretary for like years and years and years, <laughs> which oh, cool. actually I really, really loved doing. And mm. then I kind of fell into marketing and then I was really lucky. Um, I worked at marketing in a huge international law firm and they actually paid me to um, get my marketing degree, my marketing diploma. I went to college every night for many, many, many years. Um, so I kind of fell into marketing, but it was those serendipitous things I think I'd kind of found my place I Mm. found it really easy it just kind of came really naturally to me Um, so I worked in a lot of big professional services firms law firms and accountants for many years 
which was a bit boring. Uh, and then in 2012, <laughs> I decided that's it. Uh, to be honest, I'd suffered quite a bad burnout a couple of years before. Um, yeah. And I decided to open my own business in 2012 and I became a marketing consultant. Um, obviously, that's where you're kind of doing the doing. So I was actually yeah. working for big businesses and I was informing them on strategy but then I was actually implementing the strategy as well um so that's where a lot of my clients are at the moment in a way is they're trading time for money they've kind of got their own business but it isn't affording them the freedom that they really desired and actually they find that their income is really really capped on how many hours they can work in a day and obviously when you're a business owner it's not just doing the work there's all this other stuff you've got to do as well and you're not getting paid to do that stuff so in 2019, I decided to kind of pivot again and go from delivering the work to delivering the knowledge. And in doing so, I could do that one to many. I could go online only. I can work in a way that fits my lifestyle better. There is literally no income ceiling in this kind of work. And now those are the people that I actually work with the most, people who are wanting to take their skills, expertise and gifts and turn them into online businesses. So okay. business and marketing has really been my life mm -hmm. for a very, very, very long time now. Mm -hmm. And I suppose it's like with anybody, it's about thinking, right, what, what are the things I'm naturally good at? Where is my experience? Where are my gifts? And then how am I going to turn those into something that's purposeful and meaningful for myself? So me working with a lot of coaches, like to me, coaches are like, oh, they're amazing. Like they do so much good in the world. And I kind of feel like by, you know, through them. So I'm helping them do more good in the world, you know? And so that's yeah, yeah. my purpose. That's my mission to empower more people who are here to do extraordinary things and heal the world mm. with my business and marketing skills. I can help that happen. Like I can actually yeah. help the world by doing business and marketing. Like who yeah. knew, you know? So the online world is a very exciting place to be. Yeah, it's, it's that ripple effect, isn't it? You know, by Absolutely. You know, safe, safe in the knowledge that, you know, you're given everything that you can do to help that next person. And then they're in turn helping their clients and it just goes from oh, strength yeah. to strength. It's a lovely place to be in. Um, I, I really like to get an understanding of kind of like how you work with a client. Cause I think that'd be really helpful for, for listeners. Um, I'm guessing the start is just kind of like a, a conversation to kick things off. How does it kind of um, start off for you? Yeah. So people find me, um, probably like you did, you know, you follow me on mm. social media. Um, I do a lot of global search stuff. So podcast interviews, blogs, videos yeah. on YouTube, et cetera, that kind of stuff. So the most important thing I think when you're in the online world, um, is to get yourself out there in a way that's going to bring in the biggest number of people into your world, essentially. Sure. Um, and then people step forward all in different ways. Sometimes it's just a, a comment on a post or they send you a DM or send you an email or they subscribe to things or whatever it is. Um, and there's a few different ways that I work with people. So with coaches, consultants and course creators who who are wanting to start or scale those online one-to-many businesses, I actually have an online uh, coaching or mentoring program called mm. Five Figure Foundations. And it's a 10-module program, but it's highly supported. There's private mentoring with me. There's group mentoring. So that's more like the online program where they go in and learn the step-by-step how-to of building a business that's yeah. organic, simple, keeping it really simple, sustainable, and scalable. So that's yeah. more kind of my, my business growth platform. But then I also have a range of ways that people can work with me one-to-one -one, um, on different bases. But for me, it all starts with that phone call. 
you know, because mm. I, while I do kind of want to grow a global empire, I also want to know the people I'm helping. I don't think I'm ever going to be one of those coaches who want to have thousands of people in my online course and not mm. have a clue. Because to me, the pleasure is in seeing the transformation, seeing the belief light up in their eyes, you know? Mm. So, so, but, but leveraging that one-to-many platform and doing one-to-one work, that's how I feel like I'm the most fulfilled and I'm doing the mm. most good that I can. Yeah. And for you kind of, you know, what do you see is the kind of the best thing about being a, a mentor or a coach for the people that you work with? Well, like I say, for me, it's knowing that I'm helping people who, mm. who want to do good in the world, you know, like I'm business and marketing, like, and I did business and marketing for big corporates for a number of years. And trust me, that did no good in the world, really. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that just really, really didn't. And I think I always had this yearning for more. Like when I, I was a cheerleader when I was a kid, I always wanted mm. to be a motivational speaker. Like I've always really loved inspiring and motivating people. And so when I was kind of feeling this pull to do something more back in 2019, I was like, right, who are the kind of people I actually really, really want to help? get out there into the Mm. world. And then I kind of fell into the world of coaching and I saw all these people doing these amazing things, like really, really helping people. So for me, it's being able to turn my business and marketing skills into something that is going to heal and transform people's lives and the world, you know, because you, I think with something like what I do and like what coaches do as well, you never just help one person. Mm. There's a, like you say, it's the ripple impact of that. You know, so Mm. honestly, going from consulting to coaching and mentoring, while it's been a a rough journey, and I'm not going to lie, like transforming into the online one-to-many world is is difficult. There's a lot to consider, but it's definitely been the most fulfilling thing I've done in my career so far. Amazing. Amazing. Now, this podcast is called Make Today Count. Reason for that is that I want to invite people into conversations on subjects that maybe haven't considered before or spoken about. And for them to, you know, if, if these are topics that really resonate with them, that they can take that one thing, that one thing that they can do tomorrow, um, to get them on that right track. And I know we spoke about lots of different things today and we've spoken about things, you know, how people can get started, but what would be kind of your one tip for someone that wanted to maybe start journaling tomorrow, um, to, um, get them to, 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 to success, shall I say? You know what? Just do it. You know, we 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 put off, we give ourselves excuses, we give ourselves reasons why. Literally mm. picking up your pen and picking up a piece of paper and just yeah. writing down, like, why do I want to start journaling? What do I want from life? How mm. do I feel today? You know, there's a lot of this kind of like, oh, well, you've got to do this, this, this and this to get ready and prepare. And sometimes maybe that's the case. But more mm. often than not, honestly, just start. Like if you yeah. want to start running or exercising more or eating healthily or not drinking alcohol or whatever, or starting a business or whatever it is, like yeah. the best advice is just take action. There's this mm. thing that I'm obsessed with, like messy, imperfect action. Like it doesn't have to be perfect, but just start. Mm. That's perfect. That's perfect. Now, I know you've got lots on um, and, you know, obviously work with clients and you've spoken about your programs there as well. But 
anything new coming up that we can kind of look out for um, going forward in the future? Well, very much kind of fitting in with what we've spoken about. As I mentioned before, mm. I do actually have a manifest action journaling system called 365 yeah. Days of um, Stellar Success. Um, and, and if people are interested in getting some journaling prompts that are specifically to help them manifest their desires, so it's very much like yeah. a manifestation, um, they can get that on my homepage of my website, which is sallyoddy.com. Um, and also, like I said, my online um, business growth mentoring program, Five Figure Foundations, has actually just relaunched and is now open for enrollment. So if there are Perfect. any coaches, consultants or course creators listening who are mm. stepping into the online many world to many world for the first time, who really want to be supported through the journey with someone who understands what it's like to start and has that kind of deep level of empathy. Um, everything can be found on my website, sallyoddy.com. So yeah, if anyone's interested, and obviously I'm all over social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, if you just type in Sally Oddy, you'll be able to find me. So yeah, reach out Perfect. absolutely and I'm here to help. Perfect. And guys, we'll, if you listen to this, we'll put all those links into the show notes so you can you can pick those up as well um, in a really quick and easy way. Sally, I like to always finish off my um, podcast with gratitude. I think it's super important for everything that we do. I just want to say thank you for everything you're doing in the world. I think from from our conversation today, what's um, really evident is your kind of um, approachable and kind of easy way you know easy something we've spoken about a lot on this yeah. podcast and it's just something that we can anyone can kind of pick up and get into i think like we spoke about before i think in in the industry that we're in um sometimes it could be trying to teach someone when they're at the early stages when they're at f- further down the line and sometimes that can feel condescending or it can feel kind of um you know un- unattainable i think mm-hmm. but i think w- with what you do and your approach it- it's really great and especially for those people that are kind of starting their business um and everything i can see why i can see why the work that you do is so popular so thank you for everything you're doing oh thank you and thank you too for do- doing this podcast and giving this opportunity for people to make today count yeah and like just grab it and do what they want to do you know a whole purpose in the world is to feel fulfilled and with these happy fulfilled lives mm. so you're obviously playing a huge role in that so thank you as well perfect thank you so guys what we'd really love to hear is any of those moments during this podcast that you had those kind of light bulb moments the things that you thought maybe oh i never thought of that or maybe that was different to what i thought before um as i say you can catch either um sally or myself over on instagram or wherever you find um um, you want to connect with us and you can find all those links in there as well also if you haven't already done so i'd love you to subscribe to the channels where if you're listening to this on your on your podcast channels or over on youtube for the video version put those comments here tell us what your feedback is um and also, if you haven't already, we'd love you to um, review us so as well. Those reviews really mean the world to us because what that does is it enables us to get this message out and all the messages that we speak about on the podcast to so many, so many people. But thank you, Sally. It's been really great to speak to you today. And guys, until next time, I've been Ross Dean. This has been Make Today Count and I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>